This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. Formulated to rock your world, Ooh Yes products combine terpenes and cannabinoids, CBG, cannabigerol, and CBD, cannabidiol, with bee-infused tantric honey. Each Ooh Yes product is mindfully crafted with the finest natural ingredients, including bee-fused tantric honey as a key ingredient. Ooh Yes strives to be sustainable in its production of its honey-based products and works with 501c3s to donate proceeds of each sale to save the bees. While creating cannabinoid and aphrodisiac-rich products, Ooh Yes also strives to be sustainable in its interactions with our bees and the environment. We use the bee pollen, wax, and propolis from the hives to utilize the most important parts of the honey production process and produce as little waste as possible. Valeria interviews Tanya Griffin. On her path from colostrum to cannabis to come, Ooh Yes, founder Tanya Griffin has spent the last three decades following her dreams and doing what she loves. With a focus on women and family health, her journey started in 1995 with her stores, Kangaroo Kids, where, as a lactation consultant, she helped families with breastfeeding and parenting needs. As her kids grew, her attention turned to plant-based medicines and building cannabis companies. Relying on lessons learned and life lived, Tanya's energies now center on creating an ecstatic sex lifestyle brand focused on travel-centric, canagastic, ooh-yes experiences. Meet Tanya at ooyes.love. Here's the interview with Tanya Griffin. In your own words, who is Tanya Griffin? Wow, I should say I, I first, I am a mother. I am a mother of four children, uh, two boys and two girls. Um, I am an entrepreneur. Um, since I was the age of 20, I opened my first restaurant and have been um, building companies. I think that's for the last 33 years. Um, and I am a partner I, I, in, in a relationship, which is another big piece of me. And then I am, you know, just this individual in the world, Valerie, that <laughs> tries to do good and share kindness and love. Mm. Oh, I love all that. <laughs> uh, the creativity, the intention of helping others. I love your energy, too. It's very upbeat. It's very light, playful. <laughs> we need more of that too in the world. <laughs> and my second official question is about love. What is your understanding and idea of love? What is love to you, Tanya? Wow. Um, it's, 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 it's the outbound uh, for me. It's the giving. 
is what love means to me. I mean, I think where I benefit most is that opportunity to love others. Um, and so when I, when I get that, when I get, when I get to be in that space and it's partly the energy you're speaking of, but if it's loving my children or my partner or other women who are building companies, uh, that is just, uh, you know, I'm very lucky, very, very lucky to have that. So I think, you know, off the cuff, that's probably what love is to me is getting to share it. And another open question is about success. How do you view success these days? What is to be successful to you? Um, being present. Um, being certainly that's that's you know it, it, I'm I'm 53 years old. So so at this point in my life, you know, having the understanding to show up when someone is speaking, to show up uh, for my children. Um, you know, I think that's really what happiness is to me. I'm, you're, I'm always most happy when I am centered and in that balanced space. And I, you know, always strive for that bliss. And so that's, you know, part of love too, that yeah. sharing and that connectivity. I love that when you talk about presence, yeah, you did. That's one of the topics we often share here, we explore on the podcast and your message carries this component of presence. And to me, it's a very spiritual practice to be in the moment. Is that also a spiritual practice for you or it's just part of who you are or who you are? Well, I, I, it's, it's, I, I would say it's a spiritual practice for me. It has become part of who I am. I think that it, it does not come easy. You know, you grow into that. I will, I'll call it a practice. I'm a I'm, I'm a yogi of 10 years, so I do yoga every day. I meditate. And um, those things uh, compound and they build through practice. And so I'm, you know, finally at a point in my life where being in that presence and being mindful is um, more of a, a ritual, you know, more of a kind of a, that routine or that ritual of staying present is growing. But I'm, I'm you know, I, you're always self-actualizing. I'm certainly not where I would ultimately want to be. It's, it's daily practice for sure. Yes. Yeah, it has been for me too. Although it's a contradiction, isn't it? Because we are already what we are looking for. I know we have heard that before, that we are right. spiritual beings having experiences here. So we are, in essence, love the divine. But it seems like it takes practice to express that love in the world. Right, Tanya? I think practice, and, and you, you've spoken about this in your other podcast, but fearlessness, you know, just an openness that allows you to um, be vulnerable and exposed. I mean, I think if you can get there, and I think that comes from practice. I mean, it's, it's again, getting into that ritual or that routine where um, your, your motor skills can fall back on that comfortable space of staying present because it isn't easy. Anyone listening will, will tell, I mean, we, you and I know it's not easy. So it's inviting that space for presence. I love right. that through rituals. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Another question I want to ask you is about purpose. What do you feel is the purpose of the human experience? Oh, I, I, I can speak for my, my own. I, I think that's what, what I can speak to. Um, it's, it's, it's to, 
lifting others up, quite frankly, you know, and, and, and again, back to the, your first question about love and what that means to me, that is a, that is a very fortunate place to be. So if I'm in a position to help others and, 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 and have the luxury of having purpose in that way, because we know that without purpose, um, life can be vacuous, right? I mean, that we all strive for purpose. So, if if I'm in a position that I can love and give and share kindness with others, that is, you know, not necessarily philanthropic. That's I, I would argue done to some degree out of self interest, right? Because yeah. it's uh, it, yeah. it's so fulfilling to um, oneself. And I have heard that so many times when I ask this question. I hear that helping others is part of uh, having purpose. And I wonder why that is. Is that because of that deeper truth that everything is connected, that we are all connected, would you say? I I, I, I think that, that that's a huge part of it, Valerie. I think that's, you know, it has to be important. But you you know, you you release, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about sex, obviously, later. But, you know, you release endorphins and dopamine and serotonin when you, when you are, are triggering that pleasure center. And it's not only about having an orgasm. It, it is about that, you know, energy and, and connectivity you get from other people. Um, and so, it's, you know, so just chemically in our bodies, we, we feel um, each other and that love when that, we're able to share that. Yes. Yeah. I'll be asking him a lot more questions about that <laughs> in a moment. Yeah. But before that, just for those listening, I do have some young listeners too on the podcast. So that sense of purpose that you speak of that then grows into the meaning of helping others. But how do we find that sense of purpose first? How did you find that? I, you know, um, I have been, again, I'm, I, I consistently say how lucky I am in life, but that's a perspective. But I have always... Um, done what I love, you know? I mean, I, I've been I've been a, an entrepreneur all my life, which really means you don't have, you are your own boss, right? You create a company and then you build it. And um, so th that purpose came from there. And I think that's what um, I would, I, you know, my advice, and I, I mentor many young women and we, our company gives back to other small business owners led by women and minorities. And that's always my um, uh, advice is to, you know, work hard, not to act out of fear, um, walk through every door. You never know, you know, what surprises are behind it and you can do it. You know, there's, there's, uh, and you'll find your purpose in that, but, but don't, if you can, and, and I would argue you always can do what you love because, and I, and I, I have said this to you, do what you love and the rest will follow, but there is a lot to be said for that, um, that energy and what comes of following that purpose is um, magnetic, and 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 it's people are very attracted to that. Mm, so true, and I love that message. <laughs> it's <laughs> one of my favorites. So so true. Thank you for saying that again, Tanya, for being the reminder for all of us. Do what you love, and the rest will follow. Right. What does it take for us to do that? Would you say courage, support, inspiration, or all of it? <laughs> um, I'm going to fall back on practice. <laughs> because 
<laughs> and fearlessness. So if you allow yourself to get too much in your head and buried in anxiety and not live in fearlessness, it's hard to sort of keep opening those doors and pushing the limits and, and what, you know, with anything in life, as you push those limits, you learn that you're going to get another birthday. Your life is not going to fall apart and you're going to be more apt to keep doing that. It allowed me to build companies and, you know, do things that, that, you know, even today women have been, you know, um, really did not have the opportunities that men do, for example. You know, we, we were not funded the way men are. We, we don't have the networks. So we, as women, need a special kind of fearlessness. Uh, and, and, and part of that, I would argue, is not trying to live in a man's world and do what they do, but to live in our own space, to live, to, to manage in our own ways. And that is, you know, Doing something new that you haven't done before, uh, not only takes fearlessness, but you got to keep pushing on it. You know, just like practicing yoga every day. You know, you're, you, you know, whatever shavasana or whatever that whatever that position is was not easy when you started it, and it progressively becomes more reflexive and easy. And so is taking chances. So taking chances as a practice, I love that and being fearless. And I loved what you're saying about women, yeah, that not trying to adopt male qualities to fit in and to succeed in life. Well, I, and I, we, we, we do it, but Valerie, I, I thought about this, you know, recently, and I, I think that we have this very unique opportunity, I'm going to call it, we're heading into hopefully post-pandemic, right, where, where, where we have... We have changed the model of how we relate to people, how we talk to people, how we work. We work at home. We have time for our kids. We can run them to soccer practice and then come back and get on the Zoom call. So this is, this is, this is a new door that has opened for us. And it very much, I believe, suits how women naturally uh, manage their families, manage their companies, you know, function in the world. And it's a very good way to run a company. Mm, right? I, yes. I, I believe. Me too. Absolutely. <laughs> I always wanted to do that. Isn't it interesting? Always to work from home and do what I love. Right. And I'm finally doing this. Uh, has been almost five years now. Well, before congratulations, the but, right? And you were fearless yeah. in doing that, right? You, yes. That was a big jump because it's scary to walk away from a nine to five job. And you, you spoke about the young people and finding their purpose. Um, you're, you know, there's always, you know, you're not going to fall all the way down. You know, you're just learning from those experiences and you've got to make mistakes. I've made so many mistakes in my life, of course. Yeah, it's part of that journey. So true. Another beautiful insight, right, Tanya? Thank you for saying that because a lot of young people, women too, we tend to try to be perfect and to do everything right. But then uh, we know that, I mean, deep in, down inside, we know that nothing's perfect and that's okay to make mistakes, but we still have so many walls uh, around perfectionism. That's kind of sad to see. I don't think I, I engage in anymore in perfectionism, but I still see some of those tendencies to look good in the sense of the hair. And then when I go out, I try to look as good as I can. <laughs> so I don't know. That is, it still stays with us. It's interesting. We can uh, 
shed all those that, But I, you know, I, I, I just listened to what you said, and I don't know that looking good and that part, your hair and how you dress is part of that negative sense of perfection because part of what that does is it just embodies you with power when you do that. So I, I think there's a positive spin to the care that you take uh, when you go out, I, I will tell you, uh, I am not. I <laughs> you always, look great, though. <laughs> I, 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 I own vintage resale shops in Europe and, and here for years, and I always shop thrift stores. But and, and this is just since, and I'm the oldest of ten kids, so it was just I grew up in that world. But I um, and I dress mostly in vintage clothing, 60s, 70s vintage clothing. Valerie, if I don't get a comment from a stranger when I go out the door, I redonate the outfit. Oh, <laughs> that is fun. It is a practice I have grown into because I it's not that I splurge on clothes. I love thrifting, so it's the hunt for me as much as is anything. And wearing something unique that someone else has worn and that no one else has is just um but you can find pride in that. I, I think it, it has some perfection to it. But if you let that piece go, then you're just, you know, you're, you're empowering yourself, which you are, which you have done. Yeah. So you're doing it for you. You're not doing it yeah, for others, so right? I There's a big so. difference. Yeah. There is. I, I think there is. Yeah. <laughs> My last warm-up question is about the world's need. At this time, what do you think is the world's greatest need? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, love is my fallback, right? We need to love and be kind to others. And I know we, we've been harping on this for, the, for our conversation, but um, we're, in a, we're really in a, in a, a, a very uh, difficult place in the world, in our country right now. It's very polarizing. And I, I think we need to stay present. We need to listen to others. And we need to show kindness even when we vehemently uh, disagree with someone else. And and I think um, it, it's kind of critical that, that we adopt some of those practices right now. Yes, I agree a trillion percent. And I love that you use the word kindness as a <laughs> representation of love, a practical one. Beautifully said. So I want to ask you questions now about your company and the latest okay. company that you're running. <laughs> which is titled Oh Yes. So, oh Yes. <laughs> yeah, talk to me about the main inspiration and intention to creating this company. I, that's, I'm going to do that, and I'm going to jump back quickly to 1995 um, uh, when, because there's, there's some connection to one of the first companies I started, uh, Kangaroo Kids, which is still there today, helping women and families with parenting and breastfeeding needs. So Kangaroo Kids, um, you know, I, I, uh, was a retail store and then it grew into having an organic coffee shop and women's groups and parenting groups. But, but my focus then when I was raising my four kids was how to, um, help families stay present with their children, breastfeed them. You know, I, I had sling roos. I, I designed and sold all over the country these slings that allow you to carry your baby and attach them to you. And, and I know, and the reason I go back to breastfeeding is because, you know, I'm a lactation consultant, you know, back in the day, this is 30 years ago now. Um, but I go back there because you release some of the same um, 
chemicals in your brain breastfeeding like oxytocin, which is a bonding hormone and, 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 and uh, prolactin, which kind of just relaxes you that you do with orgasms and with sex. So jumping forward now, my four kids are all grown. Uh, they do not live with me anymore. So that's a big, that's a big hurrah when you're a parent. That means they're self-sufficient. My youngest is in college. I'm a grandma now. So I have a, a little grandbaby who is like nine months old. Um, so this part of my life, um, is now about self-fulfillment and and sex because I have the time for sex. I have sex once or twice a day. It's very important in my life. Um, and so it was natural for me coming out of helping women and families with their parenting and breastfeeding needs to move into this space of of sexuality, you know, and and leaning into kind of reaching into those same, you know, dopamine and endorphins but doing it through touch and sex and being open and transparent about that, not being fearless in sex, being present in sex. Oh, wow. I love that message. And I talked to you briefly off record that it's very easy to forget when we are in long-term relationships, married. It has been my case. And I, I often think about... Why is that? Because <laughs> I'm always asking questions to myself. And then, and I wonder if my spiritual practices, if they have taken me away from engaging in sexual activities, I wonder if that is the case, because I'm always kind of um, with the mind and maybe beyond the mind even, focusing on other things, bigger things, big pictures of life and how can we become more loving and kind and create more union, but in the sense of um, lessening the suffering of one another. I know that sex, it does feel incredibly good, the connection, the human connection, so close and yeah, so I would love to hear more from you about the statement that you make, which says, great sex starts with open communication, showing up and staying present, which you, you just said that. But how do we open communication? Yeah, you're just even speaking to your own, you know, thoughts on it. One, um, get back on the bike and ride. Right. I mean, mm, just yeah. it is routine. <laughs> Sex is wonderful. And, and, but if you get out of the habit, out of the routine of it, it's very easy to not consider it as important in your life. Right. And I think, and, 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 and to let other things be more important in your life when in reality, that connection and that relationship with your husband. And if you got in the, you know, in, in the, the habit, for example, I love having, you know, I work all day. I maybe get home at seven or eight and it's, these are busy days. I love having sex before I cook dinner, you know, throw down an hour there, but get in that space where that is a, you know, priority to you. Now, the statement that you brought up, which is I, my statement, which is great sex starts with open communication, showing up and staying present, you know, from a brand perspective, from, oh, yes, just a very material, tangible thing. I had to look at ways of how do you reach many, many people um, without the luxury of this long podcast that talks about love and kindness and connection, but just puts them in that space, 
that they need to be. So I built a sex quiz, you know, an online sex quiz, uh, uh, the oh yes sex quiz, which literally allows you to say oh yes, oh no, or oh maybe so to a hundred different sex acts. You then can share it with your partner, but we only share what you're both agreed that you want to do. So if you've said oh yes or oh maybe so, um, we'll share those things. Now, that there's many things like that that can open that communication. This is only one of them, but it could start the process. And and it, what it does for you and your husband is it is it gets you talking about sex, which I would hope gets you in the mood and into that routine and doing it now, showing up and staying present. Anything we do in life, whether it's yoga or you're meditating and you're doing what you need to be doing spiritual, that is the, the key. You know, if you can get all the other noise out of your head and stay in that moment, um, it's go, it, everything you do is better, right? The work that you do is better. So obviously, um, sex becomes better. You know, when we're connected that way and having orgasms, and of course, we women, I would never want to be a man. We have multiple <laughs> orgasms. Like, and and mm. I thank God every day I was, I was made a woman. Like how, how lucky am I? Um, but when we, when we have those orgasms, you know, we're releasing things like, um, oxytocin and, and dopamine and those things, you know, from, from the perspective of our brain, which is really a, to, to a large extent where sex occurs, right? It's always in our head. We're, we're, we, those, those chemicals in our brain alone are keeping us present. And, and, you know, and so, so it, that doesn't mean when I say I, I, showing up and staying present, that doesn't mean that you need to be hyper. It, it can mean this, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you need to be hyper focused on your husband and only thinking of him. It could mean that you were deeply in your own thoughts. It could mean, believe it or not, that you are deeply into a spiritual mantra that is very present with you and that you're working on in your work and that the organs, you know, that the orgasms and that, that just deep thought is running parallel and in sync with that presence. I mean, I find that to be true. I mean, I can be coming and, and, and all that is around me, believe it or not, this is an experience that I, I, that I can have where my mind is so clear that around me, and you know, I told you I love this 1960, 70 vibe. It's kind of my jam. And my whole house is, and my offices are all decorated the same way. Sometimes I can be orgasming and just see, you know, an environment around me. That's really present. Like you're deep in the sensation and there's no other noise coming in. And noise is hard to get rid of. That's what spirituality is, is getting rid of the noise. Like if you're there, you can do that. But wow, if you can, if you can get there through the communion with someone else and through the sex, and then that, that could be sex with yourself. We should never not talk about the fact that that this is not necessarily about another person. This is about a deep presence with yourself. Yeah, that's a very good point too, because we usually think about sex with somebody else only, but, you know, those who are single, so that's a good, a good message for them too. 
And another question I have for you, a question that came to me, I guess I will share part of my challenges when it comes to being present to sex, to having sex, creating that space. We got a dog. We don't have kids, <laughs> but we got a puppy. Wow, that made oh. a huge difference, like having a baby. Yes. My husband couldn't sleep that well because he's a morning person. So he usually had to wake up to, yeah, to care of the dog. <laughs> right. So he had no energy later on. <laughs> right. And then my mother-in-law moved in as well. So that created a lot of, um, that became more, even more challenging, <laughs> let's say. No, I, I, I and, and you can compound that with children, all your listeners. And that adds another layer. I, I guess my answer to that is my um, is that, and this sounds very simple to say it this way, so I, I want to be careful, but you have to make that time. You have to create some routines and that whole idea of just get back on the bike and ride is you will fall into that practice. You know, the dog will be walked at seven. You When you are having great sex and you're having daily sex and you're releasing those endorphins and dopamine and getting all of that pleasure, you will continue riding. You're going to keep wanting to make that time. And it doesn't always take a ton of time, but it does take a... Um, that, that either you, if you're having sex with yourself or with your partner, that you both want to be in that space. So, and that is about why, again, back to practice, like make it a part of your life because you do have time in your day. Again, mm, you, I mean, yeah. you have to hide from the mother-in-law, obviously, and yeah. I, I don't <laughs> right. know how to navigate that, but <laughs> you can manage the dog. The mother-in-law is yeah. another thing, but, you yeah. know, sneaking away and putting on some great music. I'm very into music and lighting and, you know, surprising him with, you know, the lights are down or some cue that this is sex time. Uh, turn the music up or send the mother-in-law to the grocery store. And, <laughs> you know, funny. Grab an hour because in an hour, your life will change. Uh, oh my God, that is really fun. Send her to the, the store sure. somewhere. Yeah, send her out and some time. Oh, you are a lot of fun. <laughs> you make me laugh because it is true. It is very much true. We just have to make the time. We do have the time. It's just, um, yes, it's getting back to that. Wow, to giving, to giving attention to that area. You need to pay attention. Yeah, yes, Valerie. Right. I know. Ah, what well, you're going to have great sex remind. tonight. That's the good news. Great reminder. I'll right. talk to him about this conversation for sure. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, talk to me about the, the products and the ingredients. You call them mindfully sourced, which I love. <laughs> well, I in between kangaroo kids and building healthcare companies and now, oh, yes, I, you know, uh, was in the cannabis business and I, and I built the first vertically integrated national cannabis franchise in the country. And as a woman, um, you know, there aren't a lot of us in this space. And I had the luxury or I was very lucky to walk through that door and get to learn and do things um, in an industry that was new and fledgling. And, and what came of that is I have a very deep understanding of plant medicines, you know, of, of, of cannabis, of hemp, um, of psychedelics. And that's born out of really building um, these companies over the last 12 years. And so my, um, when I say mindfully sourced ingredients, um, anything that I put on my body, I'm a, I'm a pescatarian. I've, I've always been very conscientious about what I eat and what I do. Um, 
So what I did is I, I looked at ingredients, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, MCT oil, which is like a premium coconut oil or propendyl for our water-based lube. And then I, I looked at those cannabinoids that made the most sense for sex. So, um, I, I, I infused all of my products. I have eight products, which we can talk about with CBD, which is cannabidiol, which is a, which is a, you know, um, and we always want to be careful in making any claims about any cannabinoids, but we do have an understanding about things like anti-inflammation and blood flow and, 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 and things like that around CBD. There is another cannabinoid. Um, called CBG, cannabigerol. It's the mother of all cannabinoids. It's the precursor to THC, but it also has those same blood flow, anti-inflammatory, anti-anxiety, and very particular to CBG, antifungal and antibacterial qualities. So I included that in all of my products. Terpenes, which give things flavor and taste, whether it's coming from a lime or coming from a flower or coming from the cannabis plant. Mine come from the cannabis plant. I use those to flavor the product. And then my secret, secret sauce, Valerie, is um, my bee-fused Honey. So we have farms in Santa Maria, California, um, and patents out of Israel, um, where we are feeding our very happy free-range honeybees a proprietary nectar, in this case that is made from organic hemp extract. The bees are choosing to feed on this honey. And the end result is, is obviously honey is water soluble, but is a single ingredient raw honey that is super bioavailable, that is just full of cannabinoids. And because sex and arthritis or sex and eczema, for example, don't always go hand in hand, my other company, Aha Honey, um, really works from that position of health and wellness and particularly even pet wellness for your little puppy. You know, if, you, if you've got a puppy that has some anxiety or scared of thunder or has some pain issues, we we now understand that CBD is very helpful. So we, we are, we have, you know, uh, products that you can microdose, for example, that's that. So I've taken that beef-fused honey, the CBD, the CBG, the terpenes, and I've combined it with natural herbs and, um, and, and really solid organic bases, whether that's MCT oil or propendyl or any of these. And then I've got these, I, I came to these eight products that sort of just kept um, manifesting themselves basically, huh. Valerie, because you yeah. just, you know, you sit around and you're like, well, we right. need this. Yeah. And huh. I keep telling you that I am hmm. really stuck in that 1960s sort of <laughs> sex, drugs, and rock and roll vibe. I always have, yeah. like, I, you know, cannabis has been my life. Yeah. So, um, and that really, uh-huh. we've leaned decidedly into that vibe. So all of my products are travel size. I did that because I didn't want anyone having to spend a lot of money on, on, on making this choice. And they're all tied, Valerie, to rock and roll. So going down is my oral sex elixir. Um, that was a great blues guy. Freddie King did the song going down. Start me up is our water-based lickable lube. Everything I've done, I have not put any sugar because we know we don't want sugar in our private parts, but I flavored it with terpenes. Part of that, for example, with going down the oral sex elixir is if you and your partner are not having oral sex, I believe you should. 
And if it takes a little 15 mil bottle of going down to encourage that, that really was my objective is to create an experience. So going down is our oral sex elixir. Start me up is my love. Mick Jagger is Rolling Stone. So start me up is our water-based lickable lube. Roll baby roll. Uh, the doors is I, I made this with a proprietary rollerball for your clitoris. So it's an MCT oil base. I put CBG, CBG, CBD, terpenes, and the beef-fused honey, and you roll it on your clitoris. It has flavored with terpenes, so if oral sex is there. Um, and it's, again, back to the experience. I have a product called Unplug that has no cannabinoids, but just a straight-up silicone lube. And Valerie, my favorite product is Groove Grease, um, which is a massage oil candle. And I made this with the beeswax and the propolis from our hives in Santa Maria, California. I flavored it with creamsicle terpenes. I put a 1,000 milligrams of CBD and CBG and the beef-fused honey, and you light this candle. I'm holding it in my hand and I'm smelling it. You light this candle and you drip it all over each other, you know, massage each other. And then, of course, when you're looking at CBG and CBG and that amounts of it, that just relaxes you and gets you, you know, to be more present. I have, I'm almost done, baby. I have, I have, I have wet, which is our dry mouth lozenges. Now there's no cannabinoids in this. I, I use various herbs and sorbitol. I medicated it with sorbitol and it, it, it gets your mouth wet. So if you're a cannabis user, you know that cotton mouth is an issue. If you're smoking a joint, um, keeping your mouth wet, dry mouth is just an issue. But I would argue that everything is better wet. So if you're having oral sex, um, you want things as wet as possible. And these little lozenges, um, you know, create a lot of uh, saliva in your mouth, which is helpful. And then finally, I've got our our bee wild tantric honey. So I have fed the bees, the organic hemp, and then aphrodisiac herbs, maria puma and kachuba. And you get this beautiful honey that you can eat off of each other. You can make dessert with as foreplay. And it's this beautiful tasting honey that is not with THC. So it has no psychedelic, you know, toxic qualities. It, it leans into CBD and, and the entourage effect of all of those minor cannabinoids. Oh, and I forgot one. Wow. The Beatles. Love <laughs> me the too. Beatles. <laughs> so love yeah, me too. Love me too. Oh my gosh. You will, I, I'm going to send you all of these, but oh you will love, God. love me too. <laughs> love me too is my beef-fused sensual moisturizer. So it's a balm. And I made it again with the, with the propolis and the honey from the wax from the hives, but I included eight different herbs, or seven, seven if we don't include vitamin E. And vitamin E is not an herb, but rosemary, which is antibacterial, eucalyptus, frankincense, lavender, you know, just all of these herbs go into this product and it's designed, you know, as a moisturizer for your private parts. Of course, it can go on your lips, it can, but it can also go on your other lips. Like it, it's designed, you know, just as, as for self-love and, and, and to, um, take care of, you know, that other space that we, of course, we have very expensive face creams and things, but we don't always consider maintaining, um, again, our other lips, right? 
so those are the products. And then we just trigger, we, we just kind of, and then I, at the Valerie, the last thing is we bundle these in a, in a Sexperience O-Box, of course, for $69. That just makes sense, right? And then you, so that you could combine these various things. Because my objective here, even though every ingredient I have thought through and we spent two years developing these products, to me, again, it was about the experience. If I can get you to stay present, to show up, and for you to get rid of the mother-in-law, put mm. the dog away, and have sex <laughs> with your husband, funny. that is all I wanted to do. It was about creating that experience. The products are great, and they do what they need to do, but my objective is get you to use them so you create a routine and start having sex more often. I love how you embody the energy of what you do. It- You have become it, (laughs) the way you speak. (laughs) The energy flows in that way. I love that, Tanya. That's presence to me. Yeah, it's truly beautiful. And I absolutely love your intention to unite people because that's so true. I will definitely share this conversation with him. (laughs) I'm sure he will love love it. He was good. (laughs) Thank you so much again for being you exactly the way you are. It's such a beautiful thing to see not just women, but human beings just embodying the moment and just being who they are without fear, fearless, as you say. To me, that's a true power. I really appreciate that. Thank you for inspiring all of us. (laughs) Me, for sure. So we're almost at the end. I do have a few more questions for you. But before that, I'd like to ask you, so your products beside, they're available on your website, ooyes.love. Yes, so, love, yes. I love that too. So besides <laughs> that website, do you sell your products anywhere else? Any other? We do. You know, we sell them in, uh, in smaller, mostly women-owned independent sex stores. We're in, we're in boutiques. Um, we are uh, in dispensaries here in Colorado, uh, cannabis dispensaries here in Colorado. We have a THC version that's coming out in Colorado and Illinois, and that's state-specific. And then this is my favorite, Valerie. We have a travel partner program. So that Sexperience O-Box is slowly, you know, it's, we're just, it's, we're, we're baby stepping it, but we're, we're in Airbnbs and boutique hotels across the country. So at the mini bar, you can get, you know, uh, unplugged, start me up, um, uh, going down the wet dry mouth lozenges. And of course you throw in a couple of condoms. That's why they break the seal at the hotel so that you bring that experience to where many people, it's where they, they're used to having sex. You know, they, they put it out of their routine um, for, for, you know, they've grown into this space where it's not part of their daily routine and travel is where they have sex. So I said, I really want to meet those people and share this experience where they're thinking about sex, which is often a hotel room or in, in the travel experience. So we're there as well. And of course, online. And I got to tell you the last thing. I, I bought a 1969 21 foot Globetrotter Airstream. I don't know if you know what it is. The, the big silver bubbles, right? And it, with my dad, we have been rehabbing it. So we also do pop-ups and events across the country. 
where we're sharing this message of sex and and open communication about sex, but we're doing it from this wonderful little airstream. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, how wonderful. I love the connection to father and daughter. I mean, family business and just being united in every way. Yeah, uh, it was, it was, to, to, that is so important. And it's not always easy to do that. And I was, I'm always looking for ways to connect with, with your parents or with your kids. And part of that is through that early thing that you talked about of purpose. So if you're both heading towards a common goal, that alone opens communication and allows for things to be created. And that applies to sex too, right? <laughs> with yeah. you and your husband. <laughs> so, so true. I love your clarity. I love your enthusiasm. I love the energy. I mean, you're a lot of fun to listen to and in, in the embodiment of what you speak of. It's just beautiful. Thank you. Before I ask you my final questions, we also talked briefly off record about that you support women and minority-owned startup companies and also the uh, LGBTQ community. So talk to me for a moment about that. Well, I have all my life um, paid attention to and put time aside to mentor young uh, entrepreneurs and particularly women, because I think we need a, a, a particular leg up. So when I looked at building this company, whenever you build a company, part of what you have to look at is how you're going to give back to the community. You know, how much of those proceeds that you're generating go to something that has a mission and, and is worthwhile. So when I looked at it, I, you know, to me, the most important thing that I could do was support other women and minorities, of course, who are building companies around sexual wellness. That was important to me. And we've got, you know, a couple right now that we're mentoring and helping to fund and support. You know, one is about retreats and yoga and a static dance. The other one is um, Mother Funk, which is about creating these event spaces and bringing female artists together and supporting um, that. So that has just been... Um, that is probably what gets me so excited about Oh Yes, is this ability to mentor and teach other women and create a fund that supports that because it's very hard to, 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 to start a company. It takes a lot of money. It takes a lot of, you know, fearlessness that we talked about. Um, of my four children, my youngest, most, you know, adorable uh, Josie, um, we talked about this relationship with my dad doing the Airstream. Well, when you have children, you, I, I should say, crave, you know, not, not that I'm the godfather, but you, you kind of, you want them to, you want to work with them basically. So I'm always there. So Josie and I have, um, Josie happens to be trans. She's in a beautiful relationship with another individual. It's, and, and she is living in her difference. But we, um, if you've ever seen a picture of me, you see these, oh yes, earrings, for yeah, example. Yeah, <laughs> I love them. Yes. So, yeah. oh, yes earrings. And then we do, we, what you also don't see is we make, I have a partnerships with all the bicycle shops here in, in Colorado. I live in Denver and we make um, very light BDSM upcycle bicycle tubing handcuffs and whips. So Josie runs a small team of people and we handcraft those. And the proceeds from those earrings and the swag and that and the handcuffs and the whips go to supporting young individuals to go fund me's where they're struggling with 
family or friend situation that is not accepting of their difference Mm, and they need some support. And so the money goes directly to that. It's not going to an organization. Mm. And that was a passion of my daughters. And, you know, selfishly, again, it always falls back there. It gave me the opportunity to mentor my daughter, which is what you want to do as a parent. You want it so much, but you can't push that. So you create space, you create purpose. And I got that. So again, super lucky. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) What is not to love about you, Tanya? Yeah. Thank you so much for everything you do, exactly how you do. Your enthusiasm, this energy of, of joy that you pass along, it's just beautiful. (laughs) I mean, I have a smile on my face (laughs) the whole time. (laughs) Thank you so much again for everything that you do and the wisdom. I love this idea that we can always work together to improve each other's lives, our lives, and somebody else's lives. To me, that's what real business, true businesses are all about. Yes. What is another word for life? Well, love, right? I got to fall back on love. Yeah. Beautiful. Before we say goodbye for today, is there anything else that we left or you left unsaid in this conversation? I, um, well, one thing, just because I have products, I, I if anyone goes to the website, ooyes.love, if they if there's a there's a discount code, if they write in fit for joy, we, we created a code so they could you can get 20% off anything. So just, that's just for all of your listeners. So just they just have to put the name of your podcast, Fit for Joy, in the I think you go online through some shopping cart and there's a little space to put that and then and share that with anyone. And so my team set that up for me this morning. So uh, I think we should say that. <laughs> yeah, wonderful. Thank you so much again. I'll have that too on your podcast profile once the interview is released. Great. Thank you again, Tanya, for your presence today here and for everything that you are. Thank you so much for the inspiration and we'll talk again. Thank you. Bye. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Tanya Griffin and her work, please visit ooyes.love. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.